catch me if you can. The New Rochelle Rotary Club is making Frank Abagnale's dad a lifetime member. Two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. The first mouse quickly gave up and drowned. The second mouse struggled so hard he churned that cream into butter and crawled out. Frank Sr. says that he is that second mouse. Frank's dad pleads with sales girl Darcy that he needs a black suit. He drops a gold chain from his hand. She's bewitched by it. He says it must have slipped right off her neck. Frank's 16th birthday. His dad opens him a checking account with $25 to get him started. Frank's impressed that all 50 checks bear his name. Frank's first day at school. He's shoulder barged by Brad. In a noisy classroom, Frank chalks his name on the board. He yells at the kids and underscores his name, detailing how it's pronounced. He soon humiliates Brad. Frank's parents are told Frank's been lecturing students and giving out homework. He recently held a teacher-parent conference and was planning a class field trip. Frank sees Jack Barnes emerge from his mum's bedroom. He accepts $10 from her, then slams shut his bedroom door. Frank's parents are getting a divorce, and Frank must decide who he lives with. In response, he buys a one-way ticket to Grand Central Station. Frank alters his date of birth on a cheque. 1948 becomes 1938. Abignale is replaced with Taylor. One teller can't cash cheques from other banks. Frank tells her he found a necklace, but her boss throws him out. Frank sees a pilot surrounded by air hostesses. At Pan American Airlines, Frank learns two pieces of ID are crucial. One's the airline personnel badge and the other's the FAA license. Mr. Morgan gives Frank an expired one, but the ID badges are special ordered from Polaroid. Frank goes to Pan Am's uniform supplier. He's told the cost will be taken off his next paycheck. Now in uniform, his check is quickly cashed. Frank then learns that for airline personnel, hotels cash personal checks up to $100 and payroll checks up to $300. Frank soaks a model airplane in bath water so he can apply the Pan Am emblem to a cheque. He takes his payroll cheque to the bank and is handed $299 in cash. Frank's told he can cash cheques at the airport. 
he goes to the TWA counter, where he soon agrees he's the deadhead to Miami. In the cockpit, he chats informally with the flight crew. The jump seat is folded out, and he's forced backwards as the plane takes off. Frank finesses stewardess Marcy with his swinging necklace, and soon the two are having wild sex. He interrupts everything to tell her it's the best date he's ever been on. Frank announces to a teller that he'd like to cash his cheque and take her out for a steak dinner. She teaches him about mica machines and other technical details of cheques. As soon as he can, Frank gets a mica machine of his own. To FBI agent Carl Hanratty, Frank is a paper hanger who started working on the East Coast. He opens checking accounts at various banks, then changes the mica ink routing numbers on those checks. These numbers ship that check off to its corresponding branch. The bank's unaware the check has bounced for two weeks. This means the unsub can stay safely in one place, while his checks circle the country. A motel owner tells agents Hanrati, Amdursky and Fox that Frank is still there. Hanrati goes up, yells FBI and bursts in. Frank emerges from the bathroom, calmly drying his hands. Even under the gun, Frank moves with confidence. Frank says he's Barry Allen, Secret Service. The unsub tried to jump out the window. The Secret Service has been after him for months. Hanratty demands credentials. Frank gives Hanratty his wallet, then asks for Hanratty's identification. Frank says Hanratty should sit tight while he moves evidence. When Hanratty opens the wallet, it contains torn labels. He rushes to the window to see Frank running off with his mica machine. The press call him Skywayman, the James Bond of the sky. Frank splashes out on three suits identical to the one Sean Connery wore in Goldfinger and a silver Aston Martin. Frank calls Hanratty and asks if he always works on Christmas Eve. Hanratty suggests a face-to-face -face meeting. Frank gives him accurate details of where he is, but Hanratty doesn't believe him. When talk turns to culpability, Hanratty laughs that Frank has no one else to call, leaving Hanratty in a jubilant mood. Hanratty learns that, from the comics, when he's not the Flash, the Flash is called Barry Allen. This is why Frank has no prints on file and no record. NYPD are alerted to look for every all-points juvenile runaway in New York City.
and Ratty tells Frank's mum Frank committed a felony and secures a photo of Frank Abagnale Jr., aged 17. So far, Frank's forged cheques worth $1.3 million. Frank asks nurse Brenda to check on the status of his friend Lance. She proudly does so. Then he asks if they're hiring doctors. Frank becomes Dr. Frank Connors, complete with Harvard certification. He becomes ER supervisor for the midnight to 8am shift. Frank watches Dr. Kildare on TV. At work, he asks his doctors what's going on. It's a fractured tibia. He asks Dr. Harris if he concurs. Dr. Harris wavers. Frank asks him if he concurs with Dr. Ashland. Dr. Harris says it was an accident. Frank asks yet again if Dr. Harris concurs. Harris stumbles. Dr. Ashland suggests they take an x-ray, stitch him up and put him in a walking cast. Frank commends Dr. Ashland. Dr. Harris curses himself for not having concurred. In New Orleans with Brenda, Carol and Roger Strong, Frank says grace, telling the story of the two mice. When he says he studied law at Berkeley, Roger asks what that snake Hollingsworth's dog was called. Frank says the dog was dead. Later, Frank admits he pretends a lot, but he's in love with Roger's daughter. The phone rings. Hanratty and team simultaneously lift their receivers. Frank says he's getting married. Never mind that he's stolen almost four million dollars. Hanratty scours the local papers looking for engagement announcements in the name of Connors. At the engagement party, Frank sees Hanratty and hides. Frank tells Brenda they should both leave. He has enough cash to last them the rest of their lives. He wants Brenda to meet him at Miami International Airport in two days. Hanratty spots a removed label and heads upstairs. Frank ensures Brenda will tell nobody. Hanratty bursts in to find the window open, cash everywhere, and Brenda in shock. In Miami, Frank realises Brenda's given him up. There's too much surveillance for him to fly. Soon, Frank Roberts addresses hundreds of young women auditioning to be stewardesses. He announces the winners and returns to the airport, surrounded safely by uniformed beauties. Seven months later, Hanratty's counting out cheques. South America, 
Australia, Singapore, Egypt. It's not counterfeiting. Frank's making real checks. They're so perfect, the airline didn't know the difference. The sample check was printed on a Heidelberg, probably in France. Maurichard, France, Christmas Eve, 1967. A sleepy town. Hanratty bursts into Frank's factory. There are two dozen armed police waiting. Hanratty will give a signal. Frank doesn't believe him. The factory phone rings. They have one minute. The French police are angry. Frank robs their banks, steals their money and lives in their country. Frank cuffs himself. He's hustled away. On the plane, Hanratty tells Frank his father is dead. Frank sobs loudly. In the bathroom, Frank doesn't answer. Amdursky breaks in. Frank's escaped through the sink. He jumps down from the plane and onto the runway. Frank goes to his mum's house and sees she's really happy. Lots of police cars quietly arrive and Frank surrenders. Frank's sentenced to 12 years in a maximum security prison. Hanratty tells Frank a paper hanger is eluding them. Frank concludes it's a bank teller and goes on to say why. Later, Hanratty's boss Sean hands Frank another cheque. It's fake. The reasons Frank gives are so knowledgeable and accurate that Sean offers Frank a job. He'll serve out the remainder of his sentence in Hanratty's custody. At work, Frank finds his mugshot and cuts it out. He's about to fly, but Hanratty appears and says Frank will either die in Pompignon prison or be detained in Atlanta. Hanratty says he's sure Frank will return on Monday. Frank helps Hanratty with a new forged cheque, cashed in Flagstaff a week previous, costing the bank $16,000. They discuss hydrochloride, bleach, nail polish remover, and acetone. Finally, Frank tells Hanratty he studied for two weeks to pass the Louisiana bar exam. Frank Abagnale Jr. lives with his wife and three sons in the Midwest. He's paid millions of dollars by Fortune 500 companies for his services. Frank and Carl remain close friends to this day. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, Christopher Walken, 
Rated 12. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Released in the UK 2002. Runtime 2 hours 21 minutes.